Hello, my beautiful listeners. Welcome to Give Mike a Mic Reloaded Season 2. Strap in for an amazing episode as we talk about, is it okay to be okay? Hey, everyone. This is Michael, your host. Welcome again to Give Mike a Mic Reloaded Season 2. I'm doing this one on my own today. This is going to be a very interesting podcast. If you've been listening to the show for uh, season one, I would say, you notice in the beginning we had discussions with my co-host Alex and also Omar Enrique, which is a, of course, they're my favorite people in this world. And you got to know a little bit about them, a little about uh, what's going on in their lives at the time, how we met, how uh, life is treating them afterwards. And... um I just kind of want to come in here and start season two with kind of the same, same thing. I'm going to admit that I'm being probably a little selfish here and using this time in this episode to kind of uh, vomit out my emotions. Um, It's very, been a very interesting uh, few months, about six months, I would say since the beginning of the year that things have been, you know, changing in my life. Uh, Things have been going on in my life that I can explain a lot of it. And then there's other stuff I can't explain. And I just want to kind of come on here and vomit a little bit with you guys. And if that's okay, then keep on listening. Before we go on, though, I do want to go ahead and let you know that we are still alive. We're still alive and well. And we are going to be coming out with new episodes here and there. Very soon, very shortly, especially with my brother, uh, we're going to be, you know, doing our usual stuff, movie reviews, music, stuff like that, and and just kind of changing up the format a little bit more, doing some video podcasts and things like that. So, of course, if you're following us on Instagram, or not on Instagram, on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and all that, go ahead and make sure you subscribe to us. Uh, Give us a five-star rating because I'm a five-star man. I usually have that little sound effect here, but I'm going to pass on it right now. Uh, also, go ahead and follow the YouTube channel. I believe it's youtube.com slash mic or just search for Give Mike a Mic, and you'll see our little podcast uh, channel there, Give Mike a Mic Reloaded. We have our first state of the podcast episode that we did probably a month ago, month or so ago, with my brother. Uh, we were ch- kind of testing out some stuff, so go ahead and check that out. And we'll have more of that content coming up soon. But I am doing this at the, I guess on my own, this episode, on my own. And hopefully you guys can sit back and enjoy it and just kind of give me your input. This is what I'm I'm looking for. Looking for people to, to kind of, you know, send me a message. Leave me a voicemail. Let me know, like hey, we heard the podcast and I am uh, identifying with you right now because I want to hear some stories. I want to I want to hear people that uh, are not alone uh, with this with this whole thing. So anyways, I'm going to get into it. Sorry. I'm sorry for just uh, bursting everybody's bubble here, (laughs) but that's okay. So as some of you may have known, uh, I recently moved into my new place uh, here in Winter Park. Uh, on my own in March. Um, before that, I was actually kind of in between 
the jobs and I wasn't sure if I was going to have a job because of the pandemic. Uh, I got furloughed for a few months last year and uh, towards the end of the year and wasn't really sure where I was going to be. I wasn't sure if I needed to do deliveries. I wasn't sure if I needed to uh, continue on with the podcast stuff, maybe do some more video editing. I don't know. I just really wasn't sure how uh, everything would look uh, with everything happening. So uh, fortunately, I was able to keep my job and we weren't furloughed for that long. I came back in February, March, I want to say, right around the same time I had moved into a new place. Um, There was a lot of things I was dealing with even before that, Uh, not necessarily during the pandemic. During the pandemic, I felt like I was was doing well. Like we started up the podcast. I had uh, started up school at full sale doing digital cinematography i know i talk about that a lot but hey just reminding you that i'm I'm doing big things i'm trying to move move uh the needle a little bit so decided to do that last year um the year before that and even the year before that uh i i keep things a lot like really close to the chest uh with with a lot of things that i do in my life um so I don't really have time frames for people to like go back and, and check receipts and things like that. But uh, there's a lot of stuff that I was going through um, in relationships, in terms of relationships with, with people that not only friends and family or girlfriends or anything like that, but just the entire uh, spectrum of relationships in my life. Um, I did have, I think that's why I kind of want to come on here because I had a few relationships between then and now, or now and then, however you want to say it, that um, it kind of opened my eyes to a lot of things that I, I was dealing with. And um, uh, one of the catalysts, I'll say this, one of the catalysts I had uh, was, and I was in a relationship with, with a woman. Wow, surprising. And we had, um, it was it was really tough because she had a lot of, uh, things that she had to deal with internally, you know, she wasn't really secure in her in her own life. Um, you know, she had a great job. Uh, she was uh, definitely excelled in her business part of uh, of her life, but at the same time, coming home and then just looking for a lot of extra attention that was of course deserved i'll pref i'll preface this um i was raised a certain way with my you know with my mother and stuff like that and uh telling us how we should conduct our relationship life and how we should um approach women first of all with respect and also if we can't afford our own dinner then we shouldn't be asking anybody out for for dinner because we're expected to pay. And that's how my mom raised us. Chivalry was not dead. I still, to this day, open car doors for women I go out on a date with or not even car doors, restaurant doors, car doors, any door that I see in front of me. I'm holding the door, like whole door. So, um, you know, I, I that's not lost on me. Um, But... There's a lot of stuff that I think 
we all kind of deal with in our lives, in our relationships with each other that uh, we have to be aware of. Um, I was always one that I wanted to make sure everybody had a good time when we had house parties, when we had board game nights, whatever it was. I wanted to make sure that everybody was, was involved and having a good time with each other, socializing, having drinks, making sure everybody was happy and laughing and making jokes all the time. Which probably could be construed as like insecurities or whatever you, you want to say about that. Um, but in all honesty, I didn't feel that. I felt like it was me trying to be a good friend to everybody around me and, and me being, uh, you know, just just enjoying watching people enjoy their lives. That's what I, I always want to do. And I think with that as well, um, over time, you kind of realize like, hey, you can't make everybody happy as much as you want to. You can't fix everybody that comes into your life as much as you'd like to. It's not your job. It's not my job. Um, when I get into a relationship, I don't look for a relationship that completes me. I look for a relationship that complements my life. And it's very hard to find. It's very hard to find where that line begins and ends, where you need to, where you feel the need to fix something or someone and not know, and knowing if they're okay or not. For me and my previous relationships, I guess I hadn't been okay. I, I wasn't okay. And I don't know if that stems from you know, past trauma or things that happen with my own family. Like, I'm not sure. I'm not sure where that stems from. All I know is that I get emotionally drained when it comes to dealing with other people and their relationships and things that they need without being checked on, without someone asking me if, if I'm okay. And I think it even gets to the point where I've had friends and I've had relationships where they just bombard me with things that are happening in their life and, and things that they wish they could change and things that aren't going right and just what happened at work today and blah, 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 you know. And I'm, I've always been that type of friend to, to listen to everybody. I mean, for the longest time, since like school days, church days, whatever the case might be always listening to somebody, always listening to them and taking it with stride, you know, especially when I have the emotional uh, gas tank to uh, allow that to, if I have the room to allow somebody into my life to just vomit their issues, then I'll, I'll do it. I think the problem was I was taking in all of this emotional baggage and, and, and vomit from other people that I had nowhere to dump that. There wasn't an emotional landfill that I can drive up to and just dump that into. So instead, I, I shut down. I shut down, and it's 
pretty <laughs> normal for me to do that when I'm feeling just emotionally drained or if I'm pulled in 20 different directions. Like, I, I tend to shut down. As much as people think I'm an extrovert or, Michael, you got a podcast. Like, hey, it's it's great. Like, you're always talking. You're always good. Like, yeah, yeah, I am for the most part. I'm I'm pretty good most of the time. But I think um, I've realized the past few months, at least, that with everything going on, with new changes in my life, with uh, the people that I bring into it, like, I, I haven't been okay. I've been drained. I've been, I wake up in the morning after a six to eight hour night of sleep, and I feel like I need another eight hours. I wake up from four hours of sleep and I feel like I need more. I sink down into a couch and lay there in the afternoon for my mid-afternoon nap, nap that I thought was normal. And it hasn't been normal for me. You know, because I'm not that type of guy. I like to not necessarily have to be out all the time and just on the on the move. But I at least be mo I'm at least motivated to maybe record a podcast or go live on Twitch or something like that. And I just haven't been. I haven't... Uh, had that that push for myself that I think was is needed. So I think it's important for us to kind of like realize that as it's okay to not be okay, but you also have to be okay with getting help so you can be okay. Um, as a man, as a Puerto Rican, Italian descent, and that Latin culture, like all that combined, it creates a environment of pride. That environment of pride uh, fills up our lives, and we were we're taught just to like fight through it, and not get help, and not talk to anybody, or go to church, and that'll make everything better. When in reality. A lot of stuff that I had dealt with in the past happened in church, you know, as far as uh, seeing the hypocritical lives that people lead and and feeling the hypocrisy in people's voices. They'll say one thing to your face and another thing behind you, like that sense of quote unquote community that they have is sometimes flawed. So that kind of leaves you with your very small circle of friends, which I have. I have a very small circle of friends. Uh, I know we say no new friends, hashtag no new friends, but you know, I don't, I don't mind. I'm open to it. Uh, but I think we, with that pride, we have to kind of let that go. There's a stigma around getting help around, uh, talking to someone, you know, going to therapy that we need to break. You know, like mental health is important and it's not an excuse for me to sometimes be the way I am. Or at least I try not to think like it's an excuse. I don't want to use it as a crutch to be like, oh, I don't feel like doing anything today because I'm like in my moderate depression state. And yes, I went to a mental health website and took a little test and they ask you questions about 
you know, what you're doing, what you're feeling, what you're going through. And uh, yeah, it said you may be moderately depressed. So I was like, okay, that's that's good. It's good because I don't want to be severely depressed. So I can't, I'm kind of looking at the bright side of it. I don't want to be depressed at all, but I think I, I may be at that point. And the point of this is to recognize, like, there are people in your life that are there to help you and guide you and um, assist you through these these times that you might be going through. But at the same time, there are some people that will be around to maybe want to help you, but don't know how to. And because they don't know how to, they become detrimental at times where they constantly tell you like, hey, you need to see somebody, you know, for the good of you. Or, hey, you, you're, you're going through depression. Like, I know it. So you need to, you know, you need to, you need to get help. And when you keep hearing that in your, in your head, it doesn't help, you know, it doesn't help the issue. Like, yeah, I, I recognize that. I, I realize, like, I have a problem. I realize that maybe I need to talk to somebody. I realize all this. That's why I, I did it for three months when... I was in a previous relationship and yeah, I had to talk to somebody afterwards because I was just emotionally drained with her and with friends in my life at the time that were doing the same thing and uh, using me as a emotional dumping ground. So I, I, you know, had to cut a lot of these people out of my life. And I think it's important for everybody listening to realize like, hey, it's okay to to move on from that, you know, to move on from those people, to do things that bring you joy. And, you know, I realized there were some relationships as well that I was in where they wanted to support me. They wanted to support my, the Twitch thing. They wanted to support the podcast thing. They wanted me to have my own life because I, I felt like I wasn't living it. I felt like I was losing myself a little bit in these relationships because I was always paying attention to what that person wanted. And I remember years ago, years ago with one of the worst relationships I ever had, we'll call her Voldemort. Uh, Voldemort um, messed me up real good. And a lot of people were trying to tell me like, hey, you know, you need to, you need to leave. You need to be careful. Um, one friend even told me, hey, you need to be selfish. That's a hard thing to do. When you're not built to be selfish. Uh, I, I didn't know how to go about that. I didn't know how to focus on being selfish. I didn't know what the difference between being selfish was and uh, the self-care. And I'm pretty sure that my friend meant self-care. You know, take care of yourself. Instead of being selfish. But at the same time there's a very fine line between doing those i think some people that want to care for you that want to want to help you through your situation uh bring up the term self care but don't really know what that what that means they don't really know that like self care sometimes 
may blur the lines of being selfish. Self-care for me, when I when I think about my self-care, like I think about, hey, I need to um, go back to, to writing. I need to focus on editing podcasts. I need to focus on, you know, recording a podcast because that's therapy for me. That's um, brings a, a brings about a, a scene of normalcy in my life that I miss, you know, that I like I like to have. And without that, if I if I try to do that, especially in, in some relationships I've been in, I try to do that. I try to have this time to myself like, hey, just give me a day in the week that I can just, you know, hang out with my boys online. Like we can go, you know, play Xbox online or that we can record a podcast. Like I just need a night to myself, you know. And I think um, there were some times that they were okay with it, and then other times it wasn't. If I had one day between trips, between my work trips, that I was off, uh, you know, it, that's hard. That's a hard thing to do. It's like I work three days in a row, I haven't been home. And then I have one day off before I have to go back out for four days and not be home another four days. So you can imagine like leaving your house a wreck for about a week. Like, you know, you have to clean, you have to, you know, decompress yourself and take kind of like a mental, mental day. Not, not everybody has the same schedule I do. I realize this. So it's hard for some people to relate, but you know, I'm trying my best. I'm trying to, uh, to, to bring that out. Um, but I think It's important to have that time for yourself to just kind of refocus. Especially when I'm in a time right now where I haven't found a therapist that I like. <laughs> I haven't found a therapist that, I don't know, I, I don't know what to look for in a therapist. That's a hard thing. It's a lot of, a lot of things to, to think about. So... When I don't have that, it's like, okay, well, I have to do this self-care thing. And self-care means recording a podcast. And it's sometimes sad that I have to record a podcast when when I'm not dating anybody or when I'm not, or when I'm single, you know? Like, I I feel like this should be something that I'm, that I, that I'm allowed to do without feeling guilty about it. Or without it being thrown in my face later on. So that's kind of what I was going through. Don't let anybody make you feel guilty for being a little selfish. For trying to self-care yourself in the way that you know how. Only you know how to do that. You know? And I have friends. I have... It's a small circle of friends, but... I have friends that I like to talk to. I have friends that I like to to hang out with and, you know, at least have a night a week where we can just game out or when it comes to, you know, my brother, Alex, he's on the podcast and we haven't recorded a podcast together for, you know, a month or two, you know, and that's, uh, that's been, it's been, um, uh, a little difficult for me 
you know, because this is a time that we usually have together to uh, to laugh and to to joke around and just kind of do stuff. And I felt productive, you know, when I'm feeling productive, I'm feeling like, hey, I'm at my 100 percent. You know, when I'm feeling creative, that's when I'm feeling feeling the best. So. That's my self-care, you know. But people keep asking me, hey, am I OK? On a scale of one to ten dog shits, where are you? <laughs> uh, and today, I'm feeling at like a, you know, not that many dog shits. I'm feeling like at a at a three, three dog shits right now. Tomorrow, I might feel at a at a six. A couple of days ago, I felt like a seven. So it comes and goes, you know, and I think that's um. That's that's part of it. You can be okay. You might be okay today. You might not be okay tomorrow. And that's okay. It's okay to not be okay. It's cliche. But I'm here to tell you it's okay to be to not be okay. Um, another thing I kind of want to bring up too. This is more specifically geared towards relationships. Is there's there's this term right now or that has been going around the past few years called a uh, toxic masculine masculinity sorry it's a tongue twister i can't can't say that one all the time but toxic masculinity is a term that's thrown out there uh when the guys are too machismo when the guys are too too guy about things and too you know focused on their pecs and being a narcissist and things like that you know narcissism is is part of that i do want to say though whether this gets me in trouble or not this is coming from my own my own mind i haven't looked up any term of it but uh it's probably out there but toxic femininity uh, is something that I feel is also real. You know, anybody that knows me, IRL, I'm, I'm, I'm doing these uh, Gen Z lingo stuff. Uh, anybody who knows me in real life knows that I'm uh, a huge advocate uh, as far as issues of civil liberties and equality and things like that are concerned i'm very much for it i'm very feminist af as you can say and um i support all of the progress that women want to make and i love it and it's actually very much a a turn on for me you know when someone is very independent on their own and a woman is being a boss bitch and doing her own thing it's yeah it's like i, I dig it I can, I can i love it you know more women up than there I, I love it love it love it but i think there's a this is an example that the toxicity comes when it's then like I don't I don't even know how to explain it. I explained it 
okay yesterday to one of my friends and then today it just it's not hitting me the way it should but as a i'm all about like hey women are empowered af and beyonce is queen and you're a queen and you deserve to be treated like a queen and you deserve to be treated like a goddess you deserve all that right and i'm all about that because i was raised that way like i said earlier my mom raised me and my brother to you know respect women and to treat them above all else you know women are queens women are queens love it and i i totally agree with it but it gets to the point where i've been in relationships where that woman has said you know i'm on this level and you need to be higher than me i'm not accepting anything lower than me and i think that's toxic because i uh, i feel like there's a pedestal one there's a pedestal that you're put on that you may not be in your life ready to to exceed and ready to be put on top of that you know i think it's great that women are feeling empowered and feeling that they're the boss ladies. I agree with that. But I also think it's a not healthy if a man is not there yet for you to also belittle him to the point where it's like if you're not on my level then I don't want anything to do with you. If you're not on my level, like I know what I deserve. I and self-awareness of what a queen deserves, I'm here for it. But if a man is making the changes to step up and to be that person that you ask him to that challenge, a lot of times it's just a challenge. Like a woman women like to be challenged and vice versa. Um, they like a challenge and they like to be challenged. And I think that's, that's great. But when a man is trying to accept that challenge and meet that challenge and beat that challenge and going through hoops, even though he's going through his own shit, you know, through, through, through his life. I, I think you got to cut these people a break sometimes. It doesn't mean a man is lazy. He may, he might be going through his tr transition, his transitional phase. A lot of change in his life, uh, you know, a new place, a new uh, new home to live in, you know, going back to work. There's a lot of changes that a man can go through. And and same thing with women. There's a lot of changes that women can go through. They're getting their independence. They're working hard. They got a new promotion. They got a new job. These are things that we need to be compassionate about and be understanding about, be empathetic about. You know? 
on both sides. And if I'm, if a man is going through his own shit, and if a man is going through his own depression and, and fighting through that, and you're aware of this, and you know people around your life that are dealing with the same issue of depression, or you know friends that are dealing with that, like you know the signs, then why, why do you keep pushing it? Why do you continue to hold that against that person? It's not, it's not healthy. It doesn't help the situation. It shuts them down. It pushes them away. And in turn of them shutting down and pushing them away, then you feel like you're being pushed away. You feel like you're kind of like the victim in it. And there's no blame game for this whole thing. Like when it comes to mental health and it being a part of someone's relationship and a part of someone's psyche, like it's, there's no, no blaming for it. It's just something that can't, can't be helped until that person gets help. And for someone like me, it's a, it's a, it was a new thing. It was a new thing to deal with, you know? I don't know the signs of, I didn't know the signs of depression. I didn't know the signs of, of that. I just thought I was overwhelmed with things that are happening, you know? Um, but you know, here we are. We're in this, in this place where we, we need to, to recognize that, yeah, mental health is, is a, is a big thing today. In everyone's lives. And I'm going to get back to normal. And I'm going to go back to doing this uh, this podcast thing with my friends. And enjoying and laughing and making everybody laugh. And hoping everybody has a, a great day. And all the sound effects and all that stuff. Like it's all coming back. I promise. But I think it's also important for us to realize that we're all human. We all deal with stuff. We all deal with life differently than each other we all know people or meet people that we might feel like we need to fix that we need to be uh, captain save a hoe and not not calling anybody hoe but you know it's just uh <laughs> just a matter of speaking i'm sorry um but you know thinking that you could save everybody it's not it's not that easy you know and uh, having communication and having amazing communication with each other and that you can understand where, where people are going through it. And it's constant communication, like constant good communication, not just like a day or two of like good communication. And then we go back to shit the next day, the next four days. Like it doesn't it doesn't work out that way. You have to be constantly communicating with that person and constantly not constantly like uh, as far as quantity but quality wise you have to constantly be communicating with them in a healthy way you know if a person needs a mental health day 
if the person you're with needs a mental health day and you're trying to help them through their through their uh you know mental health issues like let them have it and don't don't run away from that whole thing if you guys if you had plans before that and suddenly he says no you know i'm i'm just not feeling it i'm not feeling feeling this plans right now because i i just need a mental health day if he if he or she says that like give it to them don't think it's about you and don't think it's something you did or something like oh they don't love me anymore like no they need the time to to maybe be alone maybe it's not it may not be healthy to be alone but sometimes we just need that i can't there's days that i don't feel like entertaining anybody there's days i don't feel like like having any anybody in my space because i i need my own space or i just kind of want to do my own thing and yeah that's okay no one said it wasn't but then don't turn around and say oh well i guess you don't love me or i guess these plans don't mean anything and now we're gonna break up like that's not it's not how that works that's not fair you know it's depression can be debilitating and if you know that then why like why would you hold that against that person you know It's, it's not, you have to recognize, like, you have to be an ally for mental health. If you're not going through it, then be an ally for it. The same thing goes with all these issues that we go through and on our daily lives. With, you know, issues of race, issues of religion, issues of inequality, civil rights, things like that. Like, be an ally. If you're not going through it, then be an ally. Or be understanding. Be empathetic about it. If you're not going through mental health, be an ally. Be understanding. Be empathetic about it. And I guess that's all I have to say about that. We're almost approaching 40 minutes here. And I think I've rambled a long, long enough. Maybe a little bit too much of a rambling. But I just want you all to know that it's okay to not be okay. I'm okay with not being okay. But I'm going to get the help that I need. You know, I'm going to talk to somebody, therapist or whoever, and I'll, and I'll be okay at the end of it. And if you know anybody, here's my PSA, if you know anybody who needs maybe to speak to somebody, make sure you give them the right resources. I know we're going through covid and some people are still not feeling safe to go outside and you know kind of do their thing it's it's not a it's not an easy time for people right now i think mental health is should be on the forefront of the conversation um especially going back to normalcy people are trying to go back to normalcy but it's not a normal situation that we've been going through for the past 16 18 months or whatever the case might be so if you know anybody who may need 
those resources, you know, give them the appropriate ones. There's tests online, uh, Mental Health America, they have a, a test online that uh, asks you questions about uh, different things that are going on in your life as far as like how you're feeling, how your sleep schedule is, how your energy levels are. And they'll recognize like, hey, this is, this might be this type of depression and here's some resources, here's some people to look out up for. There's a virtual therapy, there's things like that. And I know it's a hard, this is one thing that I'll advocate for. It's hard for people to get the help when they don't have health insurance or they don't have, you know, those, those type of resources. But, you know, if, if for some reason they can't get that help, then be that help, be that empathy for them. Like be like, hey, if you need someone to talk to, I'm here. If you, you know, when you're ready, talk to me. If you're not ready, then fine, I understand. I understand you need your time. And you'll come back around when, when you're ready. But just don't push it on them. Don't attack them. Don't make them feel worse than they already do. Don't make them feel like they're not good enough. Because that doesn't doesn't help. It doesn't help. So, there we go. Everyone, thank you once again for joining in to uh, this podcast episode, episode one. I know it was a little heavy, a little deep, a little personal. But hopefully it gives you a little glimpse into what I've been dealing with for years. Not just recently or a year ago. No, for years. And just, um, you know, stay strong out there for your friends and family. And things are getting back to normal. Thank God. Uh, we can be maskless again and kiss each other in the faces all the time. And I can... Uh, we can hopefully start some of these podcasts, maybe not virtually, but in person. You know, me and my brother, we live down the street from each other now, so we can just bring a mic over and 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 shoot the shit. But hopefully, we'll have some more people on the podcast, some more guests, some more things happening. But like I said earlier in the beginning, if you know anybody who's going through it, if you know anybody who is, uh you know, going through situations, mental health situations, you know, help them, help them with the resources, help them go online. Cause a lot of times they won't look for it because they're too, too, uh, sunk into their own life to even look too tired to look. So look for them and help them out. And if you are one of those people that maybe are going through something and maybe this episode talk to you in some type of way, uh, leave a voice, ma a voice message, I should say. Um, those are available. There's a link in the episode's descriptions that um, gives you a link to leave a voicemail, a message. Um, it's not calling anybody. It's just basically clicking a link, recording a little message, and maybe I can, we can follow this episode up with, you know, messages from other, other people. And, you know, just let us know how you're feeling. If you don't feel like leaving that message, then send us an email. Uh, you could reach us at givemikeamike at gmail.com. Uh, just send a message, title it, 
am I okay or episode two, whatever you want to say. And just let me know your story. You know, let's let's support each other. Let's let's do that. And let's get back to our regularly scheduled program uh, for our next episodes. So stay tuned. We'll have some more coming up. Thank you guys. Thank you guys for the support. Thank you guys for reaching out to me um, outside of this virtual world. Thank you for checking up on me and making sure that I've been okay. Um, I'm still here, still alive, and still uh, trying to improve my everyday life. So hopefully this episode helped up a little bit, helped out a little bit into maybe helped you in what you're going through or maybe helped uh, you know what I've been going through for the past few years. So at any rate, we'll see you guys later. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, make sure you like, subscribe, and review to get Mike and Mike reloaded. <laughs>